Hey, listeners, welcome to season two of Shot Topics Podcast. We can't thank you enough for tuning in and staying patient with us. You guys won't be disappointed this season as we have a lot in store, and it is all brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Bottoms up! Hey, mic check one two one two. We're gonna give it to you raw this season two. Hey, on season two. <laughs> on season two. <laughs> that was hella random, but guys, welcome back to Shot Topics Podcast. I am She K, also known as She Conquered. And this is your girl, Miss Lovely Leah. I'm in a rapping mode right now. I feel like just freestyling for the rest of the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't do me like that girl, that Apollo. Don't do me like that girl. Mm-mm. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to season two. This is our very first episode, and we're really going to just jump right in right here. We want to thank everybody also for tuning into our live this past weekend um, on our topic was, hey, Barbara, this is Shirley. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in to our story time. Expect that in the future, every Saturday. Um, just anytime we feel like we need to give our listeners some entertainment, anything that we receive via email that you guys want to know more about. And just diving into our day-to-day regular smegular deglass lives. That's really it. <laughs> so, episode one is called My Season. But before we jump in, Aaliyah, how was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was very lovely. Okay. You know me, going back to the park. The park's actually <laughs> in North Carolina. It's actually reopened, I believe, um, this past Thursday. It reopened. So, my ass went but there both days. But when it reopened, did the, like, the... The what do you call those shit? The play like the playground part, uh-huh. like with the slides and shit. They did they reopen that part? So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see any kids or anybody at the playground part. But it's just like the main area, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like where you have picnics and just where the lake is. Yeah. So that was reopened, and it wasn't. So I went there. Um, and which part did you go to? So it's in Lake Norman, girl. Okay. Because I don't live too far, so it's called Ramsey Creek Park. Mm-hmm. And we try to look. Let me whisper and say that because I don't want everybody to be up in there. Like, <laughs> it's one of those secluded parks. So y'all, it's don't don't pay attention to what I'm. I don't even know if that's the name, real name of it. So don't be trying to go to that park. Yeah, I got and dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> But no, it was really nice. Um, yeah, I had a picnic out there. It was just really nice, and it's really hot like right now. So yeah, but you know what? Like yesterday or so, like it was kind of mm-hmm. cool. So I wasn't was. expecting it to be like that hot um today. Mm-hmm. I went to the park today. You did, and, girl. Those Caucasians was out there with their bathing suits on. Tan. Of course, you know it. Yeah, I ain't even gonna lie. I was like, damn, you know I'm a little fierce. <laughs> I was like, you gonna go out there and get a tan yourself? <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> I ain't got the guts, and I don't know. I'm just not. They so comfortable just going anywhere and making shit happen. Right. You know, it's like they don't think twice about certain things, but everything to them is fucking normal. <laughs> like, they probably think the virus is fucking normal. Like, yeah. this shit ain't normal. But. but speaking of that virus, they did say, I mean, do you feel that a lot of things are just um, easing up now? Like, I, I've no. been to the grocery store, and I they mean, have stuff now. Like, they have toilet tissue, they have paper towels. Because it's not people in a panic. Yeah. And people are over it, so people no longer give a fuck because, you know, if it didn't directly affect them, mm-hmm. like, they not doing it no more. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the, the panic buy portion is over. But other than that, I think, you know, because, shit, the numbers aren't changing. They aren't. You know. have one successful day, yeah, thank God, but those numbers aren't changing for us to be like, yeah, let's reopen shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I know they're supposed to be reopening um, Atlanta, but... 
Girl, Atlanta is another damn planet it's down there. another damn planet. I'm glad I never moved there. Um, <laughs> I like to visit, but no. As far as the other stuff, not going to do it. But, yeah, so this weekend, well, I, I went to the park with my daughter today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how was your weekend? It was It was nice. cool. You know, we had fun Saturday. We actually, you know, did a lot of brainstorming Saturday. Yeah. And, yeah, went to the park with my daughter today. She enjoyed it. I'm probably going to, should, we should have been going to the park. Because it, we went to Park Road Park, mm-hmm. and the lake and everything was pretty cool there. But, um, yeah, sometimes, and I read this a part of a self-care tip, you know, whenever you find yourself, like, kind of, like, seeping back, or I call it, I call it runnish. I get into runty, runty moves. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm going to incorporate that a part of my self-care routine. It's just going out by the lake or by the pond and, See? you know, and just, like, walk. Because it really made me refresh and kind of step back from different things that I was thinking about before but we're gonna jump into episode one of season two guys so this episode is actually called my season yes. my season and you may hear a lot of people say oh when 2020 came everybody's oh yeah this is 2020 this is this year vision whatever like yeah, we got 2020 right. vision this year mm-hmm. right I was one of those people I'm not gonna lie <laughs> So, I actually used to be one of those people, and just to be very transparent, and I understand and I get it, but what made me change it is that, you know, was essentially when I started learning, I started learning more, I used to hear it all the time about the law of attraction, right? Yeah. But until I actually, it started happening to me, and I started taking myself away from religion, and started focusing more on Christ and like inner peace and just like, you know, the natural existence of the world and how my body reacts to it mm-hmm. it's not an earth sign but on top of that you know a lot of time when the year comes we got new year resolutions mm-hmm. oldest my year right you know oldest my month but i feel like your successes people success and happiness can sometimes be temporary because they put it into the world that oh this is my season so god gonna give me that season but what about next season yeah don't limit yourself right don't limit yourself right so all in all that's what this is about not living into your full potential how does that look when someone doesn't live into their full potential hmm um basically just so with me if you're not living into your full potential um so i think the definition really of that is just holding yourself back and limiting yourself right um for whatever reason for me specifically it's I was maybe not living into my fullest potential because of what everyone else would think of me. Okay. So the outside parties just, oh, you know, they know me a certain way. They know who 20-year-old, 15-year-old Aaliyah was. But how does 30-plus-year-old Aaliyah look? Um, you knew how it would look. But yeah. You were afraid that how other people were per- based on knowing the 25-year-old Aaliyah. Exactly. So... That was for me, and, and and as we go forward, you'll know, learn that a lot of uh, what I did and what I do, um, or I'm, I'm not even going to say do, what I did in the past was based on other people, especially my family. Mm, we're going to so, note that. Based yeah. on other people, we are definitely going to note that. I think that's an underlying conversation that people hold in, mm-hmm. they react to, they act out on, etc. Um, I agree with you, so I think that's a large one. Also, my opinion on how not living to your full potential, how that looks, is just not trying. You yeah. know, not even considering that you're good enough for that. So instead of doing that, because you, you feel like you want to do something, but the way other people look, how they do it, whether it's like 
the popular popularity level or like the kind of support they have you feel like well because I don't have that same thing I can't do it so you limit yourself mm -hmm. you know um, but before we go into before we continue this conversation we are drinking Ciroc Redberry <laughs> Redberry Ciroc shouts out to Pete Diddy for the Ciroc drink responsibly people drink responsibly mm -hmm. I don't even like I don't like vodka. Let's go because I don't like tequila. And one episode last season, you made me drink tequila. So and let's make you do it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Bottoms, Bottoms up. up, guys. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to have to change that one. And disclaimer also, you guys might hear like um, the sound quality a little different. Of course, our environment has changed due to COVID-19, mm -hmm. but we're working through it to make sure we still can deliver to you guys. But, um, yeah, back into not living your full potential, how does that look? Um, why, are people, why are people afraid of change? Yeah, so that, yeah, that, that goes to what I said earlier. Um, that also goes into why are people, um, why you're not living to your fullest potential is because some people, some people fear change. Um, and it's basically fear of the unknown. It's you don't know what's going to happen. So um, another thing with me, like, I'm afraid to change because it's just like you're seeing yourself in a different light. Other people mm -hmm. seeing you in a different light. So my sister, just with the unknown shit, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I like um, paranormal activity. Right? Yeah, that movie? Yeah, like yeah. all of them. Like, I remember, like, I used to... It's scary I used to... <laughs> I, used to, I love it. I used to binge watch Paranormal Activity, like, from the first episode up until, like, if a new one was coming out, I would watch it from the first one to the next one. And for me, I know some like, that shit is stupid, <laughs> whatever they can say. For me, the the unknown is the scariest part. Right. Because you're here and something is happening. You don't know what's going on. You can't think to solve it. Cause so it can be scary, right? Yeah. It can be hella scary. Or if you're... I remember one time I seen this, um, it was like this wreck that happened. It was snow. It was a pileup. Mm -hmm. So the pileup already started happening, but people far away couldn't see it. So because they didn't know what was coming, they didn't know how to react to it. Right. Then once brought to the pileup, they were scared and they were, you know, a part of the pileup. But you didn't have any warning signs to say, oh, and that's it's a, a pileup up here. So you're kind of scared when you're trying to live into that potential because you don't know, am I going to a pileup? Or am I going to be able to go through? Right, and that's the thing. So you said you said the key thing, like, no warning. No a warning. lot of times you're afraid to change because a lot of times it comes with no warning. Mm -hmm. Like, you just change. Like, it, you go from one to the next in the drop of a dime and in the blink of an eye. It's just like, sometimes it comes with no warning. And are you prepared? Are you prepared? Yeah, so I, I get it. You know what? And I used to always, I think for me personally, when it came to living my potential, once upon a time, I used to hold myself back because I used to always think I wasn't prepared. So I used to always be like, oh, I need to cross all T's and dot all I's before yeah. this can happen. Sometimes, listen, those I's and T's are already crossed and dotted. Absolutely. You know? No. But we want to put ourselves in a certain level. And I get it. Some people are perfectionists. But sometimes, <laughs> and this kind of, I think we mentioned this before, you got to trust in yourself enough to live into your potential. So you can know that whenever you go to the table, you can benefit the table. Like, don't, don't go to the table. It was this one thing on. Um, who was it? I think it was Jada Pinkett. She was like, don't shrink. Don't shrink meaning like... Let me explain it. And I, I, I'm sorry if it wasn't Jada Pinkett. So the don't shrink thing, basically, um, 
when she described it, I, I felt every word she said, and then I was put in a position, and I remembered that. So when I used to go, tr- like, try new things or go to different interviews, right, I remember going to interviews, and if it consisted of a certain amount of people, I would find myself falling back in, becoming really, 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 really oh, small. Yeah. And they just got really, really big. Right. And as much as I knew in my head what I bring to the table, I let them intimidate me. But you only know what they look like. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's it. So when you go to the table, don't shrink. Yeah. Let your presence be known. Yeah. You know? And I remember I had this interview one time with the Hartford and I got it. And I remember I sat at the table with like a few um gorgeous black successful ladies. <laughs> and because they were black, they were older, and as much as I admired them, I was intimidated. Yeah. You know, and I think I was intimidated due to past like comments about myself. Um, or things I heard as far as feedback. I was intimidated, so I kind of ignored what I actually brought to the table. So it made me not live up to my full potential of what I can do for the company or what I can do for them in that position. But that day when I saw that, I kept repeating in my head, don't shrink, don't shrink, don't shrink. And instead of me looking like I just like sat down at the table, I pulled my fucking seat up pull at your the seat table. Up, sis. Pull that I pulled seat my seat up. up at the table. Sometimes you gotta step into that alter ego. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta step into that alter ego, and you gotta make it know that I belong here, girl. Yes. And and I have recently came into that. Like I think like after I, I hate to put an age limit on things, but I think I started maturing at, at, at age uh, late twenties or, or early thirties. But it's just like you have you have every right. Shonda Rhimes said this: you have a right to everything that this universe has to offer. Yeah. It's just like you have to just know that, walk into it. Don't be afraid. Don't shrink. Mm-hmm. There's been situations where I've been putting like even now, like with my current job, I'm like putting meetings with VPs and executives, and it's just like, but I'm just little Leah. No, you come don't in with shrink. a plan. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, y'all. I mean. It, it, it really speaks volumes to your character when you're able to just realize your, your fullest potential and not be afraid to step out on step out of the norm of what you know. And you can do it on your own. You can and do it on your own. You don't have to represent what you came from mm-hmm. or what your background looked like. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to look like any of that. But it all depends on what you take. You go to that table. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think the next thing is, like, we're afraid to fail. I'll speak on that. Um, so I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of my background. I think a lot of people don't know this about me. Maybe we're close friends, <laughs> but um, I I um, used to live in Charlotte back from 2000. After I graduated college from 2009 up until 2013, and there was an instance. I was pretty much. I, I came at um, in 2008. I landed my first job right after college um, in, in the banking industry. And y'all know, 2008 was when the economy crashed. You know, mm-hmm. when the, everything just yeah. crashed. I think we're reversing that time. But anyway, um, so I pretty much had in my mind, like, after college, and I think a lot of people, it's just like, I'm not going back home. Like, whatever I got to do, I got to make it work. That was me, yeah. But I was doing things back in my early 20s, like living paycheck to paycheck. My credit was shot. Um, so fast forward to 2013, there's some instances that happened at home Um and with me as well, that I was just like, you know what? I need to move back home. I, but I was trying to fight it. I remember the conversation. Pride to decide. Yeah, I was yeah. so prideful. Like, I remember the conversation I had with my parents. And it's just like, listen, just come back home. And I, I cried and I fought and I asked God why. Like, am I failing? But it's just like, no, um, go back home. 
I always love Charlotte. Go back home and make it work the next time around. So I went back home for a good two and a half years from 2013 to 2015. And I got this job and I was able to come back stronger, save money and, and work on my credit, come back stronger. Yeah. So I was so, and I, I say that to say like, some people don't look at it as failing. I did. But sometimes you got to look at yourself like, you know, maybe this is not a failure. Maybe this is just an opportunity mm-hmm. for me to get on top stronger yep. than I was before. So I have a friend that, that that I spoke to today and she had that same thing going on. And honestly, I don't think that's failure. And I think the reason why we look at that as failure because you know home, you know what it has. Well, not everybody's home, but for where I'm from. We know that home has, I know that my home has little to nothing to offer, right? So, my thing was when I loved too, I wasn't going to go back home. And also, you know how my mom, even to this day, I don't know why the fuck my mama still say this. I think she just likes to feel dependent. Upon, I don't know. But I don't either. But she didn't always say that. But I just like, bro, by this time, you know I ain't ever coming back home. But, you know, but when I was in, you know, early when I was 18, 19, early 20, when I first left and I was doing what I was doing, like, I did everything I could to not go back home. Like, I was too prideful. Like, I just couldn't. But it's not a failure if you ever have to go back home. No. That's not a failure because you got to learn how to readjust to what life is giving you and take advantage of it. And that's staying two steps ahead. And I'm going to say this. So, like, it's like the new show out, Money Heist. The reason why I love that because the professor is so fucking analytical. I still have to watch that show. And he fucks up sometimes. At first watch, I didn't think he could fuck up. But you have to be analytical about your situation. And you have to take the best out of something. You have to take the best out of a worse situation. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I have to go back home, how can this help me? Now, you got to look at the odds against each other, too. If I go back home, I can do... I can save more money. Mm-hmm. I can put myself in a better position. Give yourself a time frame where you can readjust. You know, don't get caught up in no bullshit. You have to have tunnel vision, and yeah. that goes back again to the individual. You know, if you're a strong person, if your place is back home. Like I know, for example, like back home now, it's like flooded with um, what do you call it? It's flooded with freaking like heroin pills. Like they're just on the heavily. Like people who I never thought. Oh damn! Like y'all do drug drugs. Like for real. Right. Like, I don't the smoke behind nobody. None of that because it's just different. But you have to have a tunnel vision, and then be careful who you listen to. You need a shoulder to lean on, mm-hmm. you know, because you got something. Then, bro, you gotta go back home. Don't speak to nobody like that. Exactly. You know. Yeah, and I had a so when my situation came out, a cousin who was just like, "Listen, listen, whatever you do, don't move back home." And it's just like, but if you can't tell me, well, don't go back home. Like, come here. You know, then don't then don't even say that. anything. Exactly. Right. Like, do you have a solution for me then? Like, I have if you're a cousin, saying that. Exactly. I have a cousin in Atlanta. I love him to death. Death, bro. He he know I'm straight, mm-hmm. but he hate. I don't think he hate home, but he doesn't know what home can do. Yeah. Anytime I talk to him, this motherfucker's like, "Yo, you still gonna come here? You still gonna move here? I don't know. I kind of like what I got going on now. Right. He's like, whatever you do, don't ever go back home. Mm-hmm. You know you good here, right? <laughs> I'm good here too. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know, and that's the problem. We have to use tunnel vision because just because some somebody's family or friends don't mean they're always going to say the right things that you need to hear. Exactly. Especially you know? at that moment, too. Especially at that moment. Because, like I said, I was so gung-ho about, no, I'm staying here. And the thing is, listen to the signs, too. I was so gung-ho to, about staying here. I was trying to fight what the universe and what I had in store for me. 
that I was fucking up. Like, I, I remember I moved into an apartment with a roommate, and it was somebody I met online. It wasn't somebody I didn't even know, and it didn't turn out well. Right. I was in the house. I was in the apartment for, like, maybe... I would say five months, and things just went downhill. Mm-hmm. I, I just found myself in a closet crying, in my little safe space crying, like, I don't want to move back home, but Lord, whatever you have for me, this is, I guess, I'm going to surrender. And I did, and I cried my eyes out. And, you know, I, I'm here to talk about the story now because it's just like, you have to do what you it's have okay. to do. It's okay, and I think what we fell to realize, this shit happened to more of us than none. Exactly. You know, but people are afraid to admit it because everybody won't live up to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Fuck that standard. <laughs> exactly. Fuck that standard. Yeah. Um, also, why are people scared of success? Like, are you scared to be successful? Some people are. Um, what would make a person scared of success? And I know it depends on the individual. This is another thing with that change. A lot of people scared are scared of success because it requires growth and change. Mm-hmm. Some people are comfortable and just, I'm, I'm okay where I'm at. Um, me and my significant yeah. other have this conversation like a lot. They that next level, they might fail. Right. Like they should just stay where they were. Exactly. And then also, too, you can lose friendships. You can lose maybe even family members. And a lot of people are afraid of, you know, um, if I get to level B. <laughs> more money, more problems. Right. Because you know what? Like, even with me making a lot of adjustments within the past two years, mm-hmm. a lot of people have changed. Yeah. It's like, damn, give me, a, give me a chance to act shady, bitch. Right. <laughs> you just know this happens. It's like, they already had expectations on me to be a certain kind of way exactly but not even to toot nothing but i'm thorough you know when it comes to some shit like one thing you don't get to me you're gonna get from me is like loyalty mm-hmm. but you know if, if something like that is crossed like yeah it's gonna be your worst enemy but unless it's only if you decide because you gotta choose what bridge you should burn and what bridge you should cross yeah and you gotta be careful about that mm-hmm. so if somebody be like damn i already see where this is going with her let me go ahead and dead it and burn and burn that bridge. Right. You know, that's all on you and a choice that you have to make. You know, but you gotta keep you gotta be mindful of your circle. That's true. And then as you you you, you said something a second ago. But um losing like family and friends, mm-hmm. sometimes when you grow, it put people who aren't growing in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, exactly. Like so my, my most of my family members, they don't even my name isn't Miss Lovely Lee or Aaliyah to them. They know me as even a different alias. Um, my nickname and my family and everybody calls me this is Joy and it's just like yeah (laughs) so it's just like oh Joy oh that's just Joy she ain't never going she's just going to be the same old smiley face thinking that I'm naive and this and that but it's like no I'm not that person I'm not that person at all I recently told you about the book I was reading called The Woman Code right yeah that I got from my friend my friend here Mm -hmm. love the book I need to read that book so let me have that after you're done with it I am in the book it talks about breaking the barriers and breaking the image that your family has for you yeah see that's one thing that you have to do yeah you gotta stop okay listen I understand you know but I'm, I'm, I'm not little joy I'm not joy right I can still be joy but just on a different level. On understand, a different level. On a th- <laughs> understand, Joy gonna make shit happen. Exactly. Okay, little Johnny. <laughs> little Johnny. Little I don't Johnny. even got no family members named Johnny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that's that's what it is. It's just, you're afraid of success because you're afraid of people, how they're gonna perceive you, and... And people are gonna talk. They're gonna talk regardless. People who... People who don't got shit to say wanna talk. So, <laughs> I think that's one thing is understanding that people, people are gonna talk. And I don't even believe, I don't even think it's the fact that you have to have tough skin. You have to understand who you are. You know, and I read something. I came across someone's page on uh, Instagram, and I I forget who this person was. It was a female. But she basically said, like, 
pay no attention to what others have to say about you because a lot of times they don't even know what to think about themselves. That was exactly. deep. Exactly. That was so exactly. deep. Exactly. Pay because attention. You know I think a lot of people look into other people because they're afraid to look into themselves. To themselves. Exactly. She said, yeah. I pay no attention to what other people think about me. It's because they don't even know what they think about themselves. So why would yeah. I even care? Exactly. We don't give a... <laughs> I-D-G-A-F. We gonna take a shot to that. Let's take a shot. And self-care and not... Wow. <laughs> All right, another shot. Oh, sorry, I gotta pull up. You gotta pull up. We almost done with the Ciroc, but um, somebody's slurring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I'm I'm lit. This first season episode. Listen, y'all. But yeah, the energy. Yeah, I am. The energy has definitely been high. And I think with the virus out and everybody being quarantined, you gotta find ways to take advantage of it. Don't listen. And my, so I think I mentioned this on. Mm-hmm. Um, the last podcast so i had a had a family member who was fighting COVID 19 that mm. actually um passed away last saturday I'm so, sorry. so but the thing about it is that her daughter spoke at her funeral and you know you're always kind of upset and you kind of like emotionally disturbed but when you see the person that should be taking it the worst be the strongest that's like something. damn this bitch don't like she's not even in her final form yeah. and she's just strong but one thing that um that she said on it, it was a lot of shit that she said, but one thing that she said is, and it directly relates to this, like, you got to live abundantly, unapologetically, and whatever you do, be the best at it. So she said that she told her mom one time, jokingly, she wouldn't be a prostitute. She said, her mom said, well, you better be the best damn prostitute you can fucking be. Exactly. <laughs> you know? You better make me proud. Make me proud, you better bitch. better be the top one. <laughs> make me proud. So we're going to take, take a shot, shot to that. Oh, Rest in peace. <laughs> Your face was priceless on that shot. Ooh, I'm glad we got no visual up yet because I felt that. I felt that, y'all. <laughs> Moving on. So, we're going to go into... She knows if she gay. She knows. She knows. She knows. Do's and don'ts when you begin to live unapologetically. Mm. Do not look into the crowd for support. I pause because. I feel like a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people do that. Especially when you're young. When you're young, you have friends. When you think about where you're going to be in the future, you think about every individual that you don't share crayons with. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we've been, we've been best friends since X, Y, and Z. So you kind of put those expectations like, oh, when I get here, that person's going to be here. Mm-hmm. But now this was Jada Pinkett that said this shit. Everybody ain't meant to stay on that bus with you. Somebody got to get the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just not meant for that journey. And I think it's a hard concept to, like, receive when you love someone. You know, that's kind of like relationships. When you're in a relationship with someone at 18 or even 25 or 30 years old, and you build a certain bond, you expect to be with them at 40, for the most part. It don't always happen like that. So you got to stop looking into the crowd. And you got to let people who love you show up. Stop looking for somebody to love you. Because people who love you for who you are, they're going to come. You don't got to ask them to come. You got to send an invite. Half the time, you ain't even got to send an invite. They're going to check for you. Right. Hey, oh, I remember this has happened. What's going on with X, Y, and Z? And you got to love those people who love you for who you are. Even when you come with flaws. Love you without condition. 
Next one, don't place expectations on friends and or family. Yeah. Those expectations will definitely leave you disappointed. I'm sorry. If you have expectations, right. It'll leave you disappointed. Don't expect a lot from people. Look at it this way. Expect the less, expect the worst, I'm sorry. And then if you get the best, you'll be highly appreciated or just, you'll be happy. Um, And I hate to say this as an optimist, but it's just like sometimes, and this is something I've learned throughout the years. When you expect the worst from even just, Situations in my play in my in my case because I I don't really expect a lot from people. So this is my thing. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. Right? So I know with a lot of disappointments. I'm gonna say this now. I have never said this shit out loud. But my brother, I remember when he didn't come to my high, high school graduation. I was pretty pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I was just really pissed off. I ain't never told him that. I know I had a ticket from him for him, like reserved him for everything, and he ain't come. But I, I never said how important it was to me. But around that time, he had just got caught on some federal charges. You know, so sometimes you got to meet people where they're at also. And that means a lot on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. Some people don't understand how to show up for you because nobody ever showed up for them. Yeah. That's one thing, you know. Also, you, I believe that you reap equal to the seed that you sow. You know, everything that you put in the earth, you're going to get back equal or double. Yeah. You know, and that kind of goes back to how I feel the law of attraction. So as I get older and as I go through different things, like sometimes I don't feel like it's a conversation that needs to be had for me to explain to you how much I need you here or how much like what you do affects me emotionally. I allow people to love me how they see fit. Yeah. And then for that, it shows me. If you should, if I should allow you to still be in my circle, or if I should kind of like okay, adjust to how our relationship is now, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's my takeaway for um for that portion. Also, one second, guys, be two steps ahead where you can bet on yourself. That's good. That's very good advice. Very good. Elaborate on that. Sis. I'm about to. I'm about to. Be two steps ahead. Where you can uh, you can bet on yourself. That's kind of like moving back home. Yeah. Don't make that final decision unless you know. Okay. Well, if I do, if I do go back home, I can do point A, point B, and then by the time that happens, I can be here. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to be successful. Do I believe in putting all eggs in one basket? Hell, fuck no. That's in that's in anything. <laughs> jobs, relationship, because it's like jobs. Like we, I think we mentioned this one time before. If you pass away. It's gonna be sorry, for, you know, like we lost somebody, but your your shit gonna go to presence unknown. Exactly. <laughs> and within twenty four hours, within twenty four hours, you'll get a, a nice little memorial on the page. Hey, you know, and that's Beloved it. Another family fought cancer, a significant guy. Mm-hmm. And you might get ten comments. Right. You might get ten. You might get ten comments on that shit. <laughs> if you were SVP, you might get thirty. Guys, we're speaking on uh, our current job, so please. <laughs> We did have a VP that passed away from I cancer, know, I think. I did know. you see that? I didn't see that, no. Yeah, I think it was in San Diego. It's been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot lately. Yeah. But um, you want to be able to bet on yourself. So that's having enough confidence in yourself. Yeah. Understanding and knowing who you are, where if something happens, okay, you can think to that point. We'll go back to the professional money heist. But you can think above the surface. I can't stand a surface thinker. I cannot stand a surface thinker. Like, okay, we thinking in the now, right? You got to learn how to think beyond just the now. Yeah. 
Even so, let me elaborate on this. And I know we still with she came when she knows, but Aaliyah Definitely, knows a little bit. <laughs> she knows a little bit too. Let me tell y'all right now. Um, <laughs> no, I mean this, and that goes into speaking to like this podcast and like people who are wanting to start things now. I'm gonna just speak on the podcast really quick. Like I know I had a vision for myself um, in the future. Like I wanted to just be able to just get on a platform where I can spread information or just be a role model to certain people because. Me and you both have that personality. A lot of people look up to us um, for advice. So it's just like, how can we get our, I guess, word out there for people to listen across the board? And it's just like, you know what? Let's start this podcast. We both collaborated. So it's just like, don't be afraid to even collaborate with people. And now is the time. Now Mm -hmm. is the time. It doesn't even have to be a podcast, y'all. It can be YouTube. It can be starting uh, uh, another business venture of your own. Like, really look into yourself. Let me... Really look into yourself and realize, like, this is what I was born on this earth to do. And I would say this, like, during this COVID-19 crisis, we're in, like, I don't know how many days in quarantine now in the in the U.S., but it's just, like, get your rest. Absolutely. Get your rest. Um, take as much time, mental space as possible. But also, don't forget about yourself. Don't, don't forget, forget about the yeah. things that, that drive you, the things that you're passionate about, and put that to work because now is the time. I feel like now is the time where you can just pretty much do whatever you want because we have all this time. Right. So No, absolutely. Definitely when it comes to that, um, you mentioned something a, a second, you mentioned something in your statement just now. Jesus, what was it? About just what, like, coming into your moment? Not even, yourself. Uh, well, I guess, well, let me, let me, let me say this. Um, you, I forgot what you said. It was something you said that I had something to segue off of, but, um, yeah. Oh, collaborating with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in the African American American community, I think the toughest thing is being able to approach somebody to collaborate with them or to learn something. Yeah. And I'm not even gonna give this person a lot of not no platform or whatever or a lot of like attention. But Derek Jackson basically spoke to not giving somebody basically like the secret recipe, and he want they they should go fend for themselves and do it their own. That's the same thing. You know, you think you think in the Caucasian community or the alt alt left, whatever the fuck you want to call them, but you think in their community, be like, okay, I'm not gonna tell you to do X, Y, and Z. I'm gonna say, yeah, do some research. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I get it to a certain point where, okay, do your own research, basic shit, yeah. Right. But it's only so much you can get from the internet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So when you want to try to connect with someone, you're trying to understand how I get out the bucket from the rest of these fucking crabs. You know, you want to do that, but some crabs got the bucket and they look at the bucket like, damn, that's crazy. And <laughs> forgot that they was in the bucket before but too. Exactly. Don't forget where you come yeah. from. Exactly. But so. my thing with what I wanted to say when you said that is like, don't be afraid to reach out. Like, let the pride go, but be mindful how you approach the conversation. And I think that's where it's going to come from is how you approach the conversation based on what you're going to receive back. But then also you have to keep in mind and be prepared. And this comes to... This goes to my point of thinking two steps ahead. You ain't gonna always get the response that you deem to get. Nope. You're not. Someone's gonna be disappointed, but then that's when you go to realize everybody not like, everybody isn't built like you. Mm-hmm. You design yourself. Mm-hmm. And I quote Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bars. Jay Z. That was one of my favorite quotes in college. But guys, all in all, stop saying this is your season. Make this life your fucking life. Mm-hmm. And I'm gone. We out. We out. <laughs> yes. And that was episode one of season two. And we're going to keep giving it to y'all raw like we did on now. Season one? 
Yeah. We're going we to keep giving it to y'all all, like season one. Period. This is one. So we wanted to start off this episode as just, you know, something inspirational, something y'all can take back. But trust and believe we have a lot more in store for season two. A lot more rawness. <laughs> a lot, a lot more, more rawness. Visuals. You guys, but at the end of the day, we want you guys to stay encouraged. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know staying encouraged can be so hard sometimes. But stay encouraged because a lot of people just depend on themselves. I was, I'm, I was that person. I'm that person now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how long I'll be that person. It's okay to depend on yourself. Be okay. But I put myself in a position before I call anybody else. I will bet the fuck on myself. So build yourself to the point where you can't call anybody else. Check. Call your, your yourself. Mm-hmm. It might be hard. It might be challenging. But hey, life will continue. And this is she K. Shot topics. We out. This is Miss Lovely Lee, and we are out. Bottoms up. Bottoms up.